All right. How do we do this? How, 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 how should, should I play like, you wish you could be just like me? You wish you could be just like me. <laughs> That's funny. Or should I play like <laughs> alone and shit? Like y'all don't even remember that. That's like the one of the first tracks. Alone. I, I do remember that the little I won't cry because you never will hurt my day. I do remember. <laughs> wow. Is it loud? It's not that loud, is it? No. No. Good. I've been, I've been practicing. <laughs> You, you don't know how excited I am to, to talk about this shit because it's like <laughs> I, I I know how I remember things I know how I remember things but I don't know how y'all remember that time period because for me you know like I was going through this with, with little Sean like you know I told y'all like yesterday recording uh, Wale I had no idea he was 18 years old I was 24 you know, and I was like, why, you know, why is our memories of him so, like, just, <laughs> I don't know, he was, he was asking Sean for gas money, he was, you know, there was a lot of things in that time period, he had downloaded, he had uh, put all his verses on floppy disk, and this is like 2005, so couldn't figure out, like, who has a three and a half inch floppy disk, you know, like, there were just things that were off. You know, he was a, he was a, he was just going to Bowie at the time. He was, he had started Bowie State, and you know there was perspective. There. Like, you know, I didn't remember that, but Sean filled that in for me. You know what I'm saying? So I want to know from you guys, like, how do you remember things? Wow. Oh, are you, are you hearing? I'm not saying nothing. I'm just here. You just here? That I just want to point out to the people that is Nikki C's voice. It's not. But. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you you want you want to hear the girl that was before that in in uh in uh in tough love? No. You know why? So frustrating to me. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, girl. Oh, here we go. Like I'm pinching my nose. Okay. Mm. But you know, one thing I can say, the harmonies were always legit. I know. Mm. We was dead serious about those. Yes. Yeah. Harmony, background vocals, all of that stuff. Those were like always lit. You know why? Because there was a lot of tears involved. A lot of Check crying. Oh, no, no. Diddy over there. Diddy over there used to, used to, she used to Diddy herself. You know, I remember Michelle going through whole verses, and I'm like, damn, shit, that shit is hot. She's in the corner crying, like, oh. I can't. My, did you hear my voice? She ain't, she, ain't get, she, ain't get the, she ain't get the swag and the voice right for herself until, until uh, what was that? It was like that Wayne period. Chevy Grills, look at that set of new breaks. <laughs> <laughs> and then she got, got that voice right. Oh, it is. 
so full of life when inside I'm about to die. I ask myself why, but it never explains relationships <laughs> like a body. I need to know ages. How old were y'all when this song? Be better yet than either we. I just see a me. Well, that's still in college. We're definitely in college. Yes. So, so as I remember it, this might have been 2003, 2004. Yeah, it was early on. Yeah. So, if it's 2003, 2004, I'm 22, 23. So, you guys had to be like 18, 19, right? 18, 19. I think I was my heart broken because I'm singing real cute. Look at you. That must have been all right right here in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, I don't know why, but these apples in my refrigerator are so pretty. I can't. That's that's why I'm shutting the studio down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shutting the studio down. Over here talking about some pretty apples. Legit. This is what life has come to. Gosh, these right. are some pretty apples I picked up. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Every time I open my refrigerator, I just went and got some water. I'm like, dang, those apples. Mm. Mm. Uh, well look I, I've been excited to start this uh, This is Sippin' Slow with Joe I, I do I, I told Nikki before we started that, um, that I had my Gemini moment So I need to split half and half She, she can't drink with me So I got my nice uh, Hot tea To my left But then I got 1738 to my right So that's my 1738. sip Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so so I got I got both represented right now. I Nikki uh Nichelle, I don't know if you're prepared. Are you are you sipping tonight? Are you doing that? Currently water. Currently water. See? And that goes to my left again. See, I got I can do that. I got <laughs> got my uh my nice hot tea. It's just lemon and honey. Nice and nutritious. But then I'm gonna lift this wine glass full of 1738. <laughs> I, I have it in a wine glass too. I wish I wish I was on video. I'm gonna get to the video eventually, but yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a wine glass of 1738. But I, I've been very excited to uh, to unpack some history with you guys because um, you you are the beginning of the danger room. You know, it wasn't a danger room until uh, the danger room. It wasn't <laughs> the dan- <laughs> and, and, until and, until this one night, I went to this uh, this crazy steak place. And <laughs> You know what? I, I really oh don't. I, I really don't know how to how to connect those dots. Like I can go from Safari Steakhouse. I can go from mm-hmm. Safari Steakhouse, but then I can see us uh, rapping that song with that crazy quiz beat. <laughs> but I don't know how that connection was made. I don't know if KM has something to do with that. I don't know if we just knew the same people. Like I have no Are idea. We on What's that? You mean how we met? Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you how we met. Weren't you dating somebody this Uh, no. Oh. Mm. Tanika. Oh, the swimming pool. Yes, Tanika uh, came. I don't know if she was a lifeguard or came to the... No, she was at the pool. She was lifeguard, Camille, yep. Camille and I were lifeguards, and Tanika was also a lifeguard at the pool. We were just talking, and one day at the pool, we... Somehow a random freestyle got started. Well, a random freestyle got started in the pool class, and that's how me and Camille realized we both rap. 
And then when we were at the pool together as friends just talking, somehow rapping came up. And Tanika was like, oh, well, I know a dude that got a studio, you know? And we rapped and like, then she was like, okay, and passed the info. Then we met y'all and then the rest is history. <laughs> so, so I'm actually, I, I remember it backwards. I'm thinking, I saw these two crazy chicks at Safari Snake House, and then, <laughs> but that happened after that. Like, I don't, yeah, y'all took us to Safari Steakhouse. I took you to Safari. Okay, yeah, y'all put us on the Safari Steakhouse. <laughs> put you on. <laughs> Shut up. Put on. <laughs> okay, all right, and and so in between that, like, there's there's some context that that I need to give because Tough Love was how many people? It wasn't just two. At the, it, at, Tough Love was Destiny's Child. It was four. It was three. It was two. Definitely Tough Love. It started with three. Okay. It started, I want to say, I almost want to say it It started with So Gangster, which is me, Nicole, and Camille. Mm-hmm. But Nicole wasn't um, was with no, no, twenty-four. No. You know, she wasn't who, like. Who was the random then? Who was the random first? That wasn't. So, was it, no, it was somebody else saying because you said you wanted well, to reset. Don't make me play it. Don't make me play it. That's what I'm about to tell you. No, Nicole sang it. Uh, did Nicole sing it first? No, no. Nicole, Nicole sang it second. She came in to save it. Yeah, okay, and then so, somebody else sang it again. It was me and Camille. Camille sang it. Remember, because Camille used to sing some. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't Shut do up. not do not disrespect Camille. It was some. No, Joe. Joe, listen, listen. Go ahead. Camille sang it first, cause we wrote it, and Camille was sang it. And then when we had Nicole come down, Nicole re sang it. After that, when Nicole was just like, she wasn't comfortable with the cursing and stuff like that, and she didn't want to full-fledged do it or perform it, she just did us a favor. Then we got Tamiko and the other Mm -hmm. tall brown-skinned girl, and then that's when it was four. It was two singers, but Miko could also rap. So then that was when it was me, Nicole, Miko, and the tall brown-skinned girl. I can't remember her because she was pretty much the... The the Latavius, yeah, horrible thing I ever heard of the group. Right. Shut up! I remember. <laughs> I remember Tamiko. And then after she didn't last long, it was just me, Camille, and Miko. And then eventually Miko fell off. But Miko was around for a while, so that's why I say. But originally, if you ever go back to the old one, Camille mm-hmm. sang it. Ah. Oh. I'm from the yeah. capital city, city, city. Okay, all right, all right. So that's the, but that's how the brain works because to me, all those events are uh, mixed mixed around because yeah. I have Tamiko and that girl that that's who I wanted to know her name, but I just know she. I was can't the even remember her name. She was the horriblest of the horriblest. I remember my face huh? when she went in the booth and recorded, and I was shocked. And I thought that Nikki then came after that to save it. But what you're saying also makes sense because Miss Nikki C uh, mm-hmm. came in 
and I, I did feel the right hand of God on my shoulder when she said, <laughs> when she said, I'm sorry, Joseph, you have a very nice studio. I've eaten your taquitos, but I cannot oh, participate yes. in your secular lifestyle. Listen, all you can eat taquitos, <laughs> that was right up my alley, okay? What y'all need me to say? <laughs> I couldn't believe she agreed to sing it. I couldn't I, either. I was like, oh my gosh, y'all are going to play this for people? Like, <laughs> I was so like, what do you want me to say? Please don't. Please. So at the time for me, I just thought she was a college chick that you knew, you know. But you guys give me context about how you knew each other and how you met. And uh, you know, Nikki, I I don't know uh if you can tell the story of you and Nichelle, but at the time I just thought you were a connection that she happened to knew know on the way, like in that time period, but you guys end up being high school friends or how long did you know each other prior to coming over to my studio? Child, since the eighth grade, okay? And she was scared to eat in front of boys. And, you know, I ain't scared to eat in front of nobody. Y'all know that. I eat in front of whomever. The president, it don't matter. And she was like, oh, my God, what? You're just going to take that bite in front of them? I remember it very distinctly. And I was like, okay. yeah, just like this. Bit the food in front of the boy's face. the biggest bite ever. And she, like, almost fell out. So, but then she was the same person. They was about to fight Margaret and what was that music <laughs> class or something? <laughs> yes. She threw her desk over and all like we're so polar opposite, but not like it's crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she was like, Hey, you wanna go to the studio? And I'm like, What studio? But I love singing, so I'm like, Okay, I'll see. She's like, Yes, yeah, some guys I was already about to be like, mm -mm, ain't gonna be able to do it. <laughs> but she was like, Nah, Joe's cool, blah blah. You know, I'd be a little iffy when it's a bunch of dudes, because, you know, dudes, yeah, are dudes. But uh, <laughs> you fed me taquitos, so, I mean, that's that's pretty much how that happened. Um, yeah, Joe's the ultimate host. Right. Like, for days. I was like, wait, I can eat all of the whole pan? Sign me Facts. Up. <laughs> Facts. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So, in 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 my memory, like... After that time, I didn't see you for a long time because I think you were home from school for mm -hmm. that period of time, you know, and, and I'm struggling to remember exact years here. Like, this has got to be like 2003, 2004. Um, and Four or five. And into that five space. And that's the last year of the Spring Hill Lake Danger Room <laughs> Studio. 2005 is it. Uh, because come that October, we're moving out. So everything that happened in 2005, as far as uh, Tough Love and, and Nichelle, you could fill me in on this, but I remember like bits and pieces. So, you know, Nichelle had some crazy nigga at my door at like <laughs> two in the morning, or was that Camille? I, I can't even tell you. Like First off. Yo. <laughs> then Nichelle she would come in. Oh, let me get this out. Because Nichelle was, 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 uh, a hard nut to crack to me because I couldn't understand how could she, how could she like men so much, but hate men so much at the time. <laughs> and, and I have to go into this because she would come to the studio in a full conversation about stopping at a gas station and some dude, you know, saying something to her. And she's like, Nick, I don't like you. You know, like <laughs> she's on the phone talking about this. And I remember that so distinctly because I'm listening to her conversation and she's like going at, at some guy she doesn't even know. He he came at her and her retort was just, I don't know you, like you fugly. There was all, there was all kinds of things in that in that 
you know, in that space. And this is me just knowing her. So I know her as somebody who's a severe, severe perfectionist, right? So when she would go in the booth, she would talk about her verse immediately. But that meant that she would talk about everybody. That's the Diddy quality, right? Like if, if I expect that perfection from myself, then nigga, you got to sing that note again. And, mm-hmm. and, and that, and that, you know, we go back and forth and that, and, and I'm going to go into that later. Cause, cause then when we move into the new space, we have the, uh, the opportunities where you, you guys were like combining on songs and, and doing tracks together that, that I thought should have been in the industry at the time. Like, you know, you guys were writing songs and I'm going to play the ones that I'm talking about later. Uh, but yeah, when I'm looking at that severe perfectionist, it's, yeah, Nichelle talked a lot of shit about people. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> she did. She talked, she talked shit. And she was not, she was harder on men, you know, especially oh when they, goodness. especially when they showed her their first date, you know, she would, she would <laughs> <laughs> did he really? <laughs> you know, you 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 liable Dang. to you liable to give Nichelle a reason to stop fucking with you in most cases. <laughs> All she need to do is attach something to you to stop fucking Facts. with you. So Listen. so look before you you know I just wanted to give context in that <laughs> regard. But you go ahead, you go ahead and explain your truth, Nichelle. Let me let me let. So you. the crazy guy at your door that was Camille, because you know I didn't have no guys coming around. You just always saw me talking about or talking to them, and. The guy you heard me on the phone with, I'll never forget. You're going to have to blurb his name, but Nicole, that was. Oh. <laughs> wait, had... wait, was that, the twi- was that the twin? They were twins. No. 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 Okay. was my actual boyfriend for the longest. Um, okay. But the guy, we had went to the movies mm-hmm. and it was nice. And then like we would talk on the phone here and there. And then like that day that I was at your studio, he randomly like texts like, so when are we going? Eh, eh, eh. And I'm like, nigga, what? Like, that's the nigga stripping. All we did was go to the movies and like one time, like try to sit in the living room. I came over there to sit in the living room and watch TV and he was trying to cuddle up too close in some sweatpants. And I was like, oh, I think I gotta go. And then like, then to send that text. So he was cut off immediately from then, from then forth. <laughs> But that's who you heard me going on the phone with, and I'll never forget that. That was funny. But the guy that came to your door, that was Camille. She okay, yeah, movie. yeah. He he was Jay Z, right? Yeah. yeah. She had one that looked like Jay Z and one that looked like Memphis Bleak. Yeah. But, yeah. but Jay Z yeah. guy, I think he banged on the door because he thought something was going. On. I don't know what he. I don't know. I don't know how he got my address or nothing like that. But yeah, it was that. That's wild. True. One okay. thing you need to remember is people on on you trying to do couch uh oh. <laughs> couch surfing. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but again, that's y'all fault. That's not my fault. So what I don't, you? I, yeah, listen, yeah. listen, even. listen. Y'all that. You know, you know. If, if people didn't pass out on my floor, then you know, it's, 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 it's not available, right? Right. Just <laughs> saying. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of uh, I don't have a lot of Nikki C in my memory from that 2005. Because uh, I was at school. Yeah, you were you were just away. So yeah, but you showed up more in in 2006, and that was a danger room transition for me. Like that was like half of my <laughs> parents' house. We then we moved into the countryside location. 
and people would bang on my window to get studio time. You know, there were these two annoying girls back then that uh, no. that that tried to wake me up and like bang on my window just to get into access to my. Oh, that was y'all. You I, overslept. I did. I did. I did mm-hmm. oversleep. But I'm. And we yeah. banged on the window. Yeah. Yes. Oh, in in <laughs> as only you two could do. Um, <laughs> we were that, not taking that drive for nothing. No. But that brings me to a to a to a place where you know I don't remember the exact situation, but there were some hits made in that 2006, 2009 space, and I don't know when exactly those songs were made. But uh, do you know which songs I'm talking about? Because they were for some very important people. Like we were trying <laughs> to send them out, and they you were, want life uh, support and stuff. There you go, exactly. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Like the court, Ricky. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, in the Fergie joint. <clears throat> Wait, Ricky was the Fergie joint. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. There was Facts. another one. I don't remember what that one was. Yeah. Uh, Ricky's for Fergie, but life support went somewhere. Like uh, I, we're, we we were dealing with some dude from So So Deaf on his license plate, like. Who was that guy? Do you remember him? And we had to make a song with Chelsea. Oh, uh, that was the white guy. I can't remember his name, but he had the weird beats. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember his name either. But that was Bill's connect. Bill. Bill brought me all the way out to. Uh, and for people that know who Bill is, that's that was my brother. Uh, he uh, passed away at twenty three, but he always, always rode for me. So he found this connection to So So Deaf, this guy that was claimed he was a producer for that. I still don't know if he actually did anything. With, I don't believe it either. But he had a So So Deaf license plate, which, you know, that's the only thing I remember about him. I can't even remember his name. His name is probably somewhere in my emails because he was pressuring me for Nikki and Michelle to do these songs with Chelsea. Like and he all, did come all the way out here too. He did he did, and he came from West Virginia or something crazy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And he paid, and yeah. he paid, yeah. So, so for me to believe that he's from So So Death, maybe not. Maybe he was just a guy with, with some money that he had to waste, and he was looking for placement. But his beats were so horrible. Facts and very basic. Mm-hmm. Very very bad. And then, <laughs> and then, where did we get the? Where's the beat from? Life support even come from? So did it come from D West or something? No, so that's Osinachi. Osinachi. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 So how did I we know get, if that was Christine or not? How did How yeah. did we get that beat? How do we get that? Um, I can't remember how I how I hooked up hooked up not hooked up like that, but got in contact with Osanachi. I believe it was through Facebook, just through mutual music people and him stumbling across a song maybe that I had put out there and him like- You mean MySpace? You might be, yeah, probably MySpace. I I feel like Facebook wasn't even popping. That was Mm -hmm. still for colleges back then. I think it was MySpace. It might've been MySpace. I don't know, I really want to say uh, I really want to say Facebook, but um, it could have been MySpace. But no, yeah. it could have been Facebook because Sarah came to the studio at one point mm-hmm. or whatever, and we put it on Facebook. So it might it could have been Facebook. Yeah, because uh, we're still 
Facebook friends. Um, but yeah, he uh, was trying to play specific, you know, he was he wanted songwriters and he listened to our songs and he liked, you know, the writing and stuff like that. So that's how that happened. Okay, all right. And then who did what for, for Life Support? Because Life Support is one of my favorite tracks ever in life. Uh, just just in, in terms of the process, like that process <laughs> of recording that song, I can remember each phase, each step, each step, like I admired it, but I had nothing really to do with it other than recording whatever okay. you guys thought up. So Life Support, <clears throat> uh, when I was listening to his beats, trying to come up with something, it kind of just fell out because of the intro. It sounded like a life support machine. I think that was actually one of the songs that I fully wrote, but then I wanted Nicole to sing it, but she wasn't here to sing it. And he needed it done. And you were like, you you sing all the time, like listening to music and stuff, you can get it done. And remember we tried to do it and I was literally crying. That's when I was crying in the booth about uh, singing because okay. I was so uncomfortable trying to sit. Every time I'm uncomfortable, I'd be crying in the booth, apparently. <laughs> in Spring Hill Lakes in your living room, <laughs> okay. I'm like crying in the booth, like, because the song is amazing, but I can't get it to sound like what I wrote. Okay. And finally, uh, Nicole came back one weekend and she sang it. And yeah, but it's funny because there was one part, I think the wording was too fast because we all know I used to rap fast. And it right. was like the second verse. Something about it was too fast for her to catch the timing. And she was like, I mean, well, you sound fine, so just leave it. So in the end, we <laughs> left my vocals, but kind of right. put her vocals over top of them. So like the second verse is so weird, I think, because you can almost hear us both. <laughs> Listen, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I actually kind of remember that joint. Mm-hmm. It was that, the verse where it was like something like these so-called specialists could have put a finger on the day we weren't prepared. Something like that. Like that. Yes, was like, and I was hey. like, what? I ain't even going to be able to do it. <laughs> but you got it done, though. Okay, they got it done. Right, so they turned to play. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that song was so ill to me, yo. I, I, I still love it. I still love it. I was shocked that that one, we didn't get a, a something back from it. Absolutely. Me too, to be honest. That was a really good song. Yes, and, it was. And it was ahead of its time too, because if you remember, uh, then, you know, this is 2007. So 2008 belonged to Lady Gaga. And I feel like that music, that kind of music had, uh, had presence in that space. Like when, as soon as we heard the fame monster, Lady Gaga, I'm like, wait a minute, life support came out, you know, like y'all did that in that 2006, 2007 space, I mean, it was ahead of its time. It was a sound that wasn't as popular at that time, but it became yeah. popular, you know? To I thought Daddy Payne could have made that popular though. Them too, yes. I think all okay. of our music was, a lot of our, not all, a lot of our music was ahead of its time. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that we recorded and the sound that we had and the songs that we made came out afterwards. <clears throat> I can't remember the song, but I know that I, I see both Chris's. Y'all remember both Chris's, Big Chris mm -hmm. and Kenny Chris, right? Mm -hmm. they, I know they had something to do with the beat. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was... Mm -hmm. 
That was my song. That is my song. That song is timeless. Like to me, that song is timeless. Um, mm-hmm. give us a try is timeless. I do love give us a try. Uh, busy, I, busy. Yeah, yes. like yes. I think so many of the songs we recorded, honestly, are very timeless, and it's just that we just got tired of chasing it to be like dance, but yes. Like, and I honestly, I think some of the people, some of our connects, like with music, and I'm sure you guys can agree, with music, some people can be talented or be in the industry, but be boxed into one thing. Like they have like one lane, one focus, and they can't right. see past that. And I think, and no shade to anybody we work with, but I think some of the people that we ended up reaching out or working with that had connects in the industry, they were boxed into one thing and they couldn't see outside of it. Mm-hmm. Where if we had somebody that was a more all around musical genius versus somebody that's just stuck in this one lane, right. they would have right. been able to see like, yo, okay, this may not be for Fergie or mm-hmm. this may not be for the pussyhead dolls, but this sounds like this person like or this here. sounds, this could work for this person. And I think they would like, once it wasn't the exact vision they had, they just kept it moving. Yeah. Facts. Facts. So, so we're moving along. Okay. We're, we're at the, the 2008 of, and, and the end of uh, <clears throat> countryside apartments in danger room studios, because then I'm taking down that big plexiglass, you know, I'm moving out of, um, I guess I was in Lanham, Maryland at the time, whatever. And I'm moving to Laurel. All right. And in that move, um, in that, Wait. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Before you move to Laurel, okay. how can you not remember that joint flooding or having like a septic issue? Oh. And the guy had to come in your apartment while we were recording that one slow song. And like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, did a note at the end. And he's in your bathroom fixing the plumbing. And we're screaming. And he comes out like, hey, that was tight. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, I, you know, to give context to that, uh, Danger Room Studios moved into a basement apartment uh, in, in that land. I thought it was an upgrade at the time because, you know, I'm, I'm 24. This is 2005. Uh, I'm moving from Spring Hill Lake, which was a two bedroom, one bathroom apartment. Right. And they charged us eight hundred dollars, like eight sixty nine, I think, was the rent in that Spring Hill Lake apartment. Jeez. And we, we couldn't pay that because I'm getting paid $6.75, which y'all didn't know is that I couldn't afford that apartment. Uh, recon, <laughs> little Sean, he's the reason why we could afford that. Like, wow. at the time, I'm making $6.75 and so is he. So neither of what? us. Yeah, yeah, because we're both working for Target. Like, I met, mm. him, at, I met him at a campus mail room I met him at a campus mail uh, for University of Maryland. And then he was living in somebody else's mom's house, paying them rent, whatever. Uh, and that kind of fell through. And I'm like, he's working at UPS, right? And I'm like, yo, you should just come to Target where I'm at. This is like 2002. I'm like, yeah, just come. You could do overnight, you know? While you go to school during the day, you, go, you know, you could work at nights, 10, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And he's like, all right, so we're going to do this. And then we're making that $6.75 plus a dollar fifty for overnight. So, so it's really, so really seven-something, right? 
but it's still no money, you know. And and we uh, we did income qualify for for Spring Hill Lake, but we couldn't afford it at the you know at the beginning because you're you're talking about two uh, at the time twenty one year old men who liked things like he had shoes, I had whatever I was having. Like we couldn't afford that apartment and afford our lifestyle, right? So he had um, his mother uh, work for University of Maryland, so he got free. He didn't need any loans or anything, but he took them out anyway. And it's a good thing he took them out because that's the only reason we made rent some months in that apartment. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and then, you know, you're talking about going to school during the day and Sean was crazy. So he would go, he would be working at Target 10 p.m., have an 8 a.m. class, you know, 10, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., have an 8 a.m. class and have classes all the way until three o'clock that day straight. So the, the amount of no dose he was taking, I mean, was it, it, it's it, it was just a crazy time period. So then there became the, you know, the day that Sean was like, Hey, I'm not going to work tonight. F that. I'm not, no, I, I need to sleep. So yeah, we, there, there was no way we could continue paying 869, have cable, have internet, you know, all those things, and um, and still make uh, rent payments. So yeah, wow. he was a large reason why we why we you know continued because he took out those loans, which paid our rent. You know, made it a little easier for us to be you know fly and flashy from two thousand and two <laughs> to two thousand and five. I know that's right. Wouldn't even know. Y'all pulled that like some true OG parents. Right. I wouldn't even know. Eight no. <laughs> stock. The, all the equipment, everybody right. there, all the technology. Absolutely. And that's what I'm talking about. Perspective is 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 crazy because there were some months where I'm like, yo, we got we got the cable turned off, but we need this internet. We can't we can't let the internet go. <laughs> we, we gotta we gotta connect the internet. So you know, he he made a way, you know. Uh with the 80s flow. <laughs> with the 1980s flow, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 but yeah yeah so so we moved from that spot and, you know we thought we were grown men at that point so 2000 you know 2005 i'm 24 i'm like yo we got to do better we got to pick a, a great spot so we go to good luck road land of maryland and it's still it's a basement apartment so we went from li living on the second floor in spring hill lake to living on the basement floor in uh the good luck road apartments which i think are called the glendale still maybe maybe they changed it um, anyway, 9140 Edmondston Road was, was, I think, uh, Spring Hill Lake, but I'm not sure. 9923 Good Luck Road, I think that's where we moved to. So we move into that one, and, you know, what they don't tell you about basement apartments is you get the entire sanitation down there. So from the three-level apartment, you get everybody's sanitation going through your pipe because it's on its way down and you're Ew. down. So one day it just overflowed, flooded. Everybody's brown liquid came up in that sink. It was like <laughs> at a party, you know what I mean? And, and the brown CD came right up, you know. Brown CD. <laughs> it came right up into our apartments and that's what she's talking about. So it smelled like duty, you know. <laughs> it did. Flooded. It, was, it was bad. Wow. You know? And, uh, 
they it was so bad and it kept happening so often that the apartment complex comped our rent and let us move but they let us move to another basement apartment and the thing about it is we thought we were still living up you know because we didn't let quiz come with that move and we had two bed two bath so that means each of us had our own bathroom which was two two 24 year olds that was like the most important thing like hey we got our own spaces here. I don't even got to see your face. You know, you got your bathroom. I got mine. Um, and, and that just came from living with each other for three years and being like, Hey, we need a separate bathroom. Right. Facts. Okay, that, that was, uh, that, that was the reason for the move. And that's what you're talking about. You're talking about that sanitation that also happened in the other apartment that we moved, they moved us to anyway. And we stayed in wow. the complex in that complex for four years. So, from 2005 to 2009, we just moved apartments, but we stayed four years total in that, in that complex. Oh, wow. But yeah. Ooh. I don't, I don't even remember. I, you know, I, I, I remember the floods, but I don't remember old boy coming out like, Oh, that shit was hot. You know, I do. <laughs> I, I remember trying to have a meeting with, uh, what was his name? We had a meeting of the minds. It was you you guys, it was KM, it was Quiz, it was just everybody in Danger Room. That That's one of the last memories I have, like everybody trying to get along, trying to get to <laughs> another level with the music. Oh, B-More was there. Y'all remember B-More? Yes. Eric? Eric? Mm-mm, I do. Oh, you do, because he tried to talk to you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His beats was pretty high, though. And, and as long as he wore the hat, he was okay with Ivy. As soon as he took the hat off, that was a reason for it him. It was a wrap. Like, See how petty she is? Yeah, you just give her one thing. She's like, he need to keep that hat on, though. You. But he need to keep the hat on. Yeah, yeah. So so I, that's one of the last memories I have of that. Like, just that big conglomerate. KM talking about how selfish y'all were. Uh... Yeah, it was, it was just a, it it turned, it was, it was a good thing. And then it just turned bad into like people throwing shots at people, you know, ego, which was. Everybody always hated on us. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And we was chilling. That's the crazy part. Facts. We minded our business and made music and I ate. Like we was chilling. Mm. Facts. Mm. I made mac and cheese. <laughs> we, we we ain't even we ain't even get to Atlanta yet. We ain't even get there. Oh uh, Lord! Does anybody even remember those Atlanta trips? I can be the bee if you want. I'm like <laughs> this child right here. Like we somebody give me, show. I'm just gonna walk home. <laughs> <laughs> we need to show, man. <laughs> it's, it's crazy oh, to think God. that everything was so serious, but n- if you remember, none of that shit mattered at all. You know, no, for real. You know, if, if if we could have hold, held on to the fact that that Bill wouldn't be here, you know what I'm saying? In in that time period, like he he made that trip to Atlanta, but that's that's what I used to uh, to go through life. Like I use those examples. Like I thought that shit was so serious. You know, there were times where I thought that uh, Nikki wasn't messing. You know, wasn't fucking with me. She thought I was trying to charge her, trying to uh, trying to take money that she didn't have from her. You know, there were there was issues with uh, 
Unichel, like, you know, in, in the relationship you had gotten into in that, I don't know when, when, when you know who I'm talking about, he was, he was, uh, he wasn't PG 13. He was, uh, (laughs) (laughs) does that make sense? Write it off. <laughs> oh my I can't. god! I can't. Look, I'm glad Nicole knew who you was talking about because I was like, "Who?" You were, you were like, "Who?" I've been on a roll tonight. Okay, he said <laughs> the black girl in the uh whatever that movie. Oh was, yeah, Janelle Monae. And yeah, I say I say Annabellum. She's like, "Oh, I think I seen that movie." And I was like, "It got the black girl that sings." She goes, Janelle Monae. I'm like, the black girl that sings that gave you Jamel Janelle Monae. I only know where that came from because I didn't know. I just guess. Oh, Sounded yes. about right. So, Look, because so. I was so lost. I'm like, who, who was that baby? As soon as you said, I said, oh, I got it. Sign me up. Write it up. <laughs> Pick <Yeah>. me. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be, it'd be, you know, it, it, there was a time period where I'm like, fuck, Nichelle's not getting in the studio again. Fuck, I need, you know, like, I was so mad that you weren't pounding it at the time. Like, you weren't getting after it. And then you came around again. But it was so serious to me in every layer of that. It was. Right? It was. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I can't breathe. I need that, you know? And I wish I had perspective of, hey, you know, like, you could lose somebody and... All that shit just seems trivial, you know. Uh, And and um, and I think we got that, you know, as we went on. Yeah. Things got a lot more lax. Things got, you know, after Bill, everybody kind of relaxed. And Mm -hmm. after that, Nichelle, you got married. Uh, (laughs) Can you, without, uh, you know, I don't know how much you want to give away. But I want to unpack that with you real quick because that that brings me into a 2009, 2010 thing because you did change. You know, you broke away from secular music in general. Um, and I remember when you did it. Was that before or after, Bill? Is this 2009? Is this like on uh, space or is this? I can't remember the year. I want to say that that might have been after Bill. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, that brings me to 2010. Like, you know, there was a different Nichelle blooming in that atmosphere. Like, P. Ivy kind of died, uh, <laughs> or took a break. You know, like, yeah. Um, how comfortable are you unpacking any of that? Like, what was your mindset? Like, wh- um, what, what what made you go into that at the time? And in, in in your opinion, well, uh, before I met the person that I married. Um, the twin that you were referring to, that was my high school sweetheart, my first love, like that that was my that was my heart. <clears throat> he had uh he had passed away in two thousand nine. How did he pass and, away? Um he was shot. Okay. Uh and like that kinda like really threw me off and I like it it just really threw me off so badly, you know, we we definitely had Christian upbringings and <clears throat> a lot of it just messed me up. So I kind of dove head first, like went back to church, you know, fasting, you know, trying to like stop 
cursing, whereas all those other fit, all those other attempts to stop cursing with this, you know, words in place of it and stuff like that worked for a little bit. Like that's the one that stuck. Like I stopped cursing. Like I just became like this whole other person, like, and was all about going to church and just figuring, you know, life out and trying to do this thing differently. And I met um, <clears throat> my ex-husband in the church that I was at. It was actually a church that I visited um, with my sister and uh, my godmother. And I kept saying I wanted to go and I wouldn't go, but she finally pushed me to go. And then that's when everything kind of took off. And just in meeting him and living a little differently, going all these Bible studies and stuff like that, thing, I just wanted to kind of strip everything away and start brand new. So so I said, I stopped cursing. Stop. I, on my own, I chose to stop drinking, even though I don't think that the word actually tells you you can't drink. Like, But I just chose to stop drinking, period. And I decided to give up, you know, secular music. And with that, that was the tough decision because... Uh, we do music and music has always been a big, big part of my life, but I felt like uh, Christian rap and stuff like that was kind of corny. <laughs> so I just thought I had to give up music, but like eventually um, with them pushing me to help out with their music ministry and stuff like that, it eventually kind of came back around to where I finally decided to go ahead and give in to Christian rap and then got put on a different Christian rappers that I actually liked and respected their music because it, it wasn't cheesy and they took a real approach to rap, but it just had a different undertone. They were talking about their life, which was a Christian life. So yeah, that's how okay. that happened. Uh, and this is really important with me to me because in my eyes, as somebody that's a third party away from you two, you, your connection, you know, because we we went through back and forth. We went to Atlanta where you said, I, if you want me to be to be, I'll be to be. You know, we went through those those little things that we thought were so important at the time. But if we're talking about a time period where you guys were stronger, when you reached, you know, reached that level in your life where you're, you know, uh, trying to trying to be more Christ-like, you know, in that vein, you and Nikki were more solid together. So, Nikki, I, wa I want you to talk about how you – uh, perceive that time like she y'all became a group together for uh i guess you know in a, in a sense christian music you know like that what was the group called refresh my memory epiphany epiphany yeah epiphany okay so, but that to me was like you guys the strongest moment as as far as togetherness that i had seen like everything was aligned there was no arguments and this is me as a third party. This is just my observation of it. So I don't want you to think like, you know, this is how it was to everybody else. This is just my personal opinion. That's the strongest I saw you guys at that point when she made that decision. So I want you to talk about it, Nick. So the thing about that was originally, um, that's why I didn't want to do like that song. And they was like, oh yeah, you got to curse and blah, blah, blah. Because originally I wanted to be a gospel artist anyway. And so I had gospel songs and stuff like that. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe I can just do love songs or, you know, inspirational songs. And then somehow I just spiraled into love songs. So when she got to that point where it was like, okay, I'm going to do gospel. then it was like, ooh, okay, because that's what I wanted to do anyway. And then, you know, we started making the songs and, you know, performed at a few churches and stuff. And um I don't even know why we stopped. I guess the whole thing of chasing did get very exhausting. If you weren't willing to give up some cheeks, you you wasn't about to get too far. Um, <laughs> and that's just not what I was doing. But 
I think that that because originally I really did want to be a gospel artist, that was so much easier for me. Um, yeah. Okay. And so in the middle of all this, you know, I divide my attention, right? I, um, I get involved with Christine West. Christine West is uh, Christine <laughs> West is nice. the sister-in-law of <laughs> NBA player Delonte West. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the time period, it, from my perspective, they have unlimited money and unlimited time because you know he was a uh, he was an ex uh, team lead for for Target, uh, but he quit because his brother plays NBA ball at the end of the day. And he would come over to the Laurel spot where Christine would record. And this is a connection I got through Chelsea, uh, KM's sister, you know, uh, she knew Christine. So, and she knew Christine because KM grew up with uh, Delonte, right? If they're, if they both went to DeMatha, they both were ballers. Um, So, Christine is over my house and she's recording. And then I meet her husband and I find out they have four kids, maybe, maybe, maybe four. Yeah. Four. I don't know. I, I, you know, I find out more about their life and I find out that she wants to pursue this musical thing and she's using kind of Chelsea as her barometer in that space. And um, they invite you guys over because they want to know what you think of their hit song. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in your gospel space, you two epiphany and, you know, <laughs> and you heard the song and I can't remember the name of the song. It was like a strike a pose type of song. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so in that, in that, you know, my gospel rapper was very sinful that day. As, what? As he told me. Oh, that's the conversation we had. I was on my way to the airport to drop Bernard off, who was also in that song. Bernard was in that song. He had, you know, he had creative. Uh, I think uh, Crank Lucas did the beat, you know. But what I got from her husband after your critique of her song is that you're, I, I know uh, she does gospel rap. She's very sinful, you know. I remember him saying, I remember him saying that very distinctly, and I laughed to myself. <laughs> Cut there because he was crazy. This is the thing. Being <laughs> doesn't mean you're a, a tooth fairy at that point. Like, no. Like, Diddy didn't change. Diddy still Diddy. Like, at the end of the day, if you want an honest, the music business is not about feelings. And the thing mm-hmm. is, harsh. We were still very polite in what we said. Yeah. We like, and I remember the song like to a T. Like, it had that fashion runway strike a pose feel that mm-hmm. would flow in like the voguing community however it was just very a lot of deep tones and we were saying that they needed to add a little color and put some more high notes in it to balance it out like all they needed to do was go on another track and bring a higher notes to bring the song up because like the way we kept explaining it is this the song was at the bottom like it was just so low and it almost sounded dark like they needed a little color and to lighten it up by going in and just doing some higher notes. And why that rubbed them the wrong way so badly, I don't know. Like, I guess they thought because we were gospel, like, oh, it's such a beautiful song. <laughs> and all you need to know, like, this is still music. This is still yeah. real. 
If your Papa, shoes paparazzi, like, it was called paparazzi. That is exactly mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Like ain't nobody gonna be like, oh, if your shoes untied, ain't nobody gonna be like, oh no, honey, you must stop. I wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't want the honest answer. They just wanted what they wanted to hear. First of all, y'all were upstairs. You ate all their food. I remember that. The mac and cheese was that we liked it. And we were like, how did she Or was it cold? No, here's here's what it was. The the mac and cheese was good because it was Stouffer's. But we didn't. Right, 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 right. It was okay. Because it was the humongous. She put in like a really humongous pan. So we thought she made it. And we we kept saying, how did she get the cheese (laughs) To melt and be so cheap. <laughs> oh, well, my mother melts the cheese sometimes and puts uh, puts flour or something in it sometimes to make the sauce cheesy. And that's how we were talking about it. But I guess that she was in her feelings that she made a Stouffer's mac and cheese. No, y'all, y'all were talking about it. No, it was her, something her else. Something friend. was not her, right. Her pregnant friend was right there sitting. I remember it's her, it was her friend that was sitting there First while off, y'all were talking. Little jagged. I remember this stuff clear as day because they also had that one cartoon that we were talking about that had some really yes. stuff and we were and their kids were watching it and I like pointed it out and we were all like yeah that joint is like actually really disturbing but it's in cartoon form and like the mac and cheese wasn't bad and that's how I remember that it was Stouffer's because we liked it but we thought she actually made it and we were trying to figure out how did she get the cheese sauce to be so cheesy and versus where you know we make homemade mac and cheese is chunky and like that's what we were talking about because we even got seconds. If there was something else that Nicole didn't like, I can't remember that. It was but. something. Something made my stomach hurt so bad, and I tore up one of their bathrooms. But just be clear. I remember the mac and cheese because when, even when they said that after the fact, and they were talking about the mac and cheese, we were like, "See, this is how y'all know y'all just in y'all feelings because we weren't even talking bad about the mac and cheese. We were just trying to figure out how they got the sauce so cheesy. But we didn't even know it was Stouffer's because nobody ever saw the box. That pan was. <laughs> That she made it in, like I take pan out the oven. <laughs> Feeling yeah. no. okay, all right, and see that's pr- perspective for me because I didn't get none of that. I was in the kitchen talking to uh, <clears throat> her friend Miss KP. Miss KP ends up being like a, uh, a author of, you know, she got a, uh, a book on the number one New York Times bestseller list. Um, oh. And she was part of that song as well. I think I remember her. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, <laughs> a lot of low end, right? But since I was part of that process, and Crank and, Qu- and Crank Lucas was part of that process too, so we all felt attached to that project. And, and when you feel attached to a project, it's like, you know. It's, it's like your baby you know you don't want you want anybody to tell you that your your son came out with a crooked eye you see a crooked eye but it's not a crooked eye to you and, then we, and, and you, you know you're in that fancy house you're in the real studio like it's a big studio space and they're pumping this song. And it, first of all, it came out loud as shit. Like, we played it loud. I guess, I guess, I guess what you said was accurate, right? Yeah. It was accurate. 
but they were expecting you to cast them, and you didn't cast them. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that was Frank Lucas on there. Yeah. That's it's crazy to think this is a Frank Lucas beat right here. That is. That's him. Milan. <laughs> alright, alright. So I, so I want to move on from that. But, uh. Yeah. I can, uh. I can definitely see where we all got, got wrong in that. And that's once again my example of ego because their ego prevented them from seeing the flaws in that song because they spent a lot of money. You know, we had a press, we had a press junket on that song um, where she played all her songs and they rented out a mansion that was belonging to another NBA player. I remember. Uh, yeah. And, and um, <laughs> so I, I want to move on. Cause that was, that was 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. Right. So now we're talking about 2013. And if I'm talking about 2013, the biggest thing that stands out for me is Nikki C and, and her rise, like, from yeah i'm you know i'm do i was doing this singing thing you know um i think you alluded to it before unless you're ready to sleep with somebody it's not going to happen right correct Um, so tell me about your mindset in that because it happened before 2013 but i'm saying that the realization that you're going from singing to something else i want you to talk about because i remember it in stages and i got it at a at, at a time where I'm about to get married, you know, and I want some pictures. And so, you know, we met at a park and I remember it distinctly. Oh yeah. It was and freezing. It, yeah. I remember it, it distinctly because we, uh, before, before I'm ready to get married, this is like pre, this is like, I don't know. You took pictures y'all, of me. Were y'all pregnant then? Mm, no. Are you um, sure? No. No, I, we were pregnant at the at the second time, the very the first Christmas time. Pictures. Yeah, that 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 time she was pregnant. But okay, okay. Before that, when you were what on your oh, oh outside of your house. No. Uh um, What you mean? Uh huh. When y'all lived over there by Arundel Mills or something, <clears throat> right. and I took them crazy looking Easter pictures of the kids because I was terrible, and right. then we went out. Sad in the back or something? You, you, or was that the so, same time? No, that was when I first had my son. That was oh, okay. twenty. That was, so that was twenty fourteen. What okay. I'm talking about is two thousand eleven, and we came up and you made us meet you at some park. This was your first. You were just thinking about doing it, and I was supporting you in doing <coughs> pictures. I don't. I don't know if that's twenty eleven, twenty twelve, but it's before I got married, right? And and we came up for pictures, and you were just thinking about. I I, I want to know, like you were still a teacher, you were still very much in that space, but you were taking these shots. So I want to know how you transitioned, like how you felt at the time, if you even remember what you were doing, you were doing in 2011, 2012, 
Um, all I re- I don't remember years, but all I remember in general is that music, while I love music, I didn't like being in front of people. I had a very hard time with stage presence. I did not want to perform, still don't. And so it was like very awkward for me and I was not able to ever pull out of that for real. And so when I actually started doing photography, that was more so like, I don't know, I always had had some part in photography. I always had a camera and never realized that. But when I bought the camera, when I was working, I think at NASA NASA Federal, I got a camera and I didn't know what to do with this. So I could only talk people like y'all that knew me into taking the pictures for me. And so, um, because you actually sent me some other people so I could get, I think, uh, Cherie for the maternity and all of that. So it was more so me just trying to grasp how to take pictures like good pictures of people because I was terrible like I was easy and just taking regular you know all these pictures in high school and you know family photos and stuff but that doesn't really require much so when it came time to try to actually figure out how to be good I was terrible and Mm. I don't like not being good at stuff so I just obsessed over it until I accidentally got good and and then I became a photographer like that was never my plan I was supposed to be a teacher and I was both but yeah that was never in the cards to just full-on take over and be a photographer like none of that okay all right and and so when I'm talking about the transition there I'm saying you went from zero to butterfly to me like you went yeah it was definitely zero so it was zero (laughs) I was begging people to let me take their pictures. But then, so um, Jackie, the tattoo artist in the area, so I took, she was having a baby and I did her baby shower pictures and she had it, you know, set up real nice. So that helped because the pictures were very pretty um, and she was very well known and I didn't know that. So at that time I was like, okay, well, let me try to, you know, a lot of people, once she posted, it was like, hey, I saw the pictures you did for Jackie, blah, blah, blah. And so that kind of turned into a whole thing and it kind of catapulted into this, this, this real thing. And I found myself doing mini shoots and then I found myself like, all right, let me, let me try to charge regular price. And then that turned into people paying me a couple hundred dollars now, you know, just for some pictures, which I mean, they're good pictures, but you know, I never imagined that I would be in that caliber or that, I don't know that I just, I never saw that because that's never what I wanted. So I always call photography, my career love story, because literally my whole life, I thought I was going to be a singer or a teacher. And I mean, technically, I guess you could say I was both, but the photographer thing came out of nowhere. Hi. Hi. And at the same time, now your counterpart is, is, is getting her life together because she's now a wife and a mother, you know, and I want to, uh, I want to spend some time on that because you came from wife, mother, and then you started like beasting in these motherfucking kickball things. Like I don't even, I don't even yes. understand where that beast beast came from. Like you know, you went from you know, and and we remember because uh, I think your 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 uh your cohort was actually one of my best friends through college, Misty Misty Brown. She worked at Pepco with you, if I'm not mistaken. Like Misty yeah, I got, her, I got her a job there. You got her there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so like both of y'all are thriving at this point, and I'm seeing all these fucking kickball things, and it's <laughs> like 
championship after championship after championship. <laughs> like, what the hell is, you know, if, if I, I need to take pause because I'm about to say some crazy shit. But, but for real, for me to see Nichelle blossom like that and at the same time, you know, you're doing your thing. But I, I really, really was rooting for Nichelle because uh, when I met her ex-husband, I wanted to say, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which, 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 which I knew she would eventually do because y'all, y'all did those, you know, she was always more Shamar Moore and you was always more Morris Chestnut. You were always more Morris Chestnut. She was always more Shamar Moore. This is just what I know, right? <laughs> so when I'm saying yeah, you know, and she's recording in 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 the Laurel space, and he was there, uh, you know, uh, it was it was a time of deep sadness for me, you know, personally. <laughs> okay. I want I want to I want to be the the most authentic I can be, and it was it was a sadness for me because it didn't seem like she was doing what she wanted to do and when i saw that kickball shit the first time i saw it and you know and it just kept happening where i'm like didn't she post this last oh this is a new championship oh <laughs> whoops <laughs> whoops I'm, I'm behind you know and, and and to see her blossom in that space and then you know uh keep up with this this uh the job that she has and 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 do some of the things that she's done it, it's it, it uh again brought me back to how how great 1985 is for me you know like uh it's romantic it's dumb it's gay whatever whatever <laughs> bill would call me at this time there's a lot of emotion that i attach to the year 1985 and and the love that i have for you guys and and you know that watch and then i saw this uh this was I guess this was this year. I saw this post that that uh, Nichelle, you were uh, visiting somewhere else, and you were like, "Oh, I'm in California," and you're getting out of a pool. <laughs> and the reaction there, I'm like, "Oh, she is really, really living the life." Oh, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I had to call you immediately. Like, damn it. Get back in the pocket. <laughs> but but for real, for real, to have this Facebook thing, to have this Instagram thing, to be able to see that you guys are still growing every day, right? <clears throat> so you're still doing it, doing it at a high level. And I love it, right? Ditto, family man. Yes. I mean, uh, coffee man. Joe has been. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So this is the big part of the podcast, and I should have okay. warned people that we would get to that point. But, uh, yeah. Hold time. Let me tell you, when I knew that Joe was changing, remember when they first started eating clean and this Bama had yes. that glowing skin? Oh my God. I was like, Joe, your face is beautiful. Just <laughs> right. It's beautiful. I was like, dog, you know, I don't compliment, but uh, you got like bomb. Right. <laughs> right. Killing it. Okay. I was like, well, shoot, do it then. Out here trying to inspire me. I'm gonna eat this burger, but you better do it. <laughs> what was that? What was that? We was at uh 
Uh, Busboy and poet? No. Busboys and poets. That's where yeah. we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my last picture with uh, Grayson. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, That's I'm like the, 80 I'm years ago. Like, right. I'm the greatest person ever. I don't even know. He about to be a teenager. <laughs> he be like, who this nigga? <laughs> Not a teenager. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, man. It's been it's been great talking to you guys. Um, this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> Just a little perspective. Is there is there anything that you guys want to say in closing? Did I do disrespect to any memory you have? You know, you can correct me. I don't know. No. Mm. But one thing I will I will say. Um, earlier, you said that after Bill, um, we all realized that uh, you know, kind of took it easy and realized music wasn't so serious. But the way I remember it is after Bill we got a little more serious because I think we had kind of slacked off Mm -hmm. not too long before that. But once it, once that happened, um, we decided to get back on it for Bill because Bill was kind of like the biggest push. And I remember um, you kind of changed like some of the the studio names and like we, the the billion thing got dropped a lot. Mm -hmm. Nicole and I like even you know talked about it all the time like this was this for Bill this for Bill this what we doing for Bill and like I feel like our grind got a little more serious like music was no longer just fun yeah at that point it was kind of serious too and almost to a detriment a little bit because it took some of the fun out of it um, because we were trying so hard but yeah we had something to prove because he, yeah. he cared so much and we didn't realize that until he was gone like literally just how much he cared so we was like we gotta do this like there's no way we ain't gonna make it happen because this is what he wanted and so I, I definitely agree I, I was trying to say that we didn't take the egos we didn't take the the drama that we were taking like the drama is what I was trying to make a point of like oh, yeah. I thought that the drama was so serious, like this was a detriment to our survival, you know. But when you when you have somebody that dies, um, I think it makes it like, hey, ain't sh- shit ain't as serious as you're making it. You're making it in your own mind, so so right. navigate forward, right? Yeah. Like, be happy that you have a life and keep grinding. So yeah, I, I do want to. Maybe I misspoke in that. Get quiz in the cold squash, they be. Right. right. <laughs> <sighs> so, so just so y'all know, I, uh, you guys are my first talk, and then I have Miss Tanika Hall on next Friday, and I have Crank Lucas on Saturday. Ah. <laughs> and I can't wait to post it all right so you guys can listen to each other's stuff because like, I want everybody to listen to one another's stuff and then I'm going to have a big cast where you're all on arguing with each other about this I memory can't. thing like a reunion <laughs> <laughs> because everybody you know remembers that. and when I was talking to Kay you know just it just it, it boggles my mind how we remember things, how we compartmentalize. Like, I could have an opinion about the same time period being in the same room and still come out with a different story. That's what it's about. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, I've taken up enough of your time, guys. I appreciate both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Nikki C. 
It works so well. Wait, wait till y'all, wait till y'all see some of the music I'm playing during this podcast because y'all didn't even hear it. Like I was nice and I played the music in the background a little bit, but see when all when I go to mix it. You know, oh, there's God. a whole nother embarrassing thing that I do. Great. Oh, great. There's a whole nother embarrassing <laughs> That's exciting. thing. exciting. It is. It is. Y'all <laughs> great, man. I'm going to end it. Good night, everybody. I know it's past Nikki's bedtime. Listen, my ass are low, okay? Mm-hmm. People, <laughs> people, people over this height, they never can stay up past nine. Shut up! So I appreciate your hour and a half you gave me. Any fast. Right, good night, ladies. Good, good night. night. Bye-bye. Bye.